1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that isn't really sure what to talk about in this first episode of 2017, because not much has happened in the off-season. What's
0: the trouble with F1? All the action is on the
1: track. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that promises a radical new look for 2017 but unveils an episode that looks pretty fucking similar to last year's. Except
2: this episode is going to be around five seconds shorter.
1: And a bit wider. (laughs) Hey! Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that is working on some sort of Jensen Button, Felipe Massa retirement sabbatical joke, but it's not ready yet. I'm still
0: hoping for drunk pit lane button all season.
1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that wears a big moustache and kicks archaic dwarfs to the curb.
2: Well, moustaches are in, small little white-haired douchebags are out.
1: I'm Chica Ayres, and we are back. For the last few months, we've been doing stuff at the weekends other than sitting in front of the TV shouting at cars, and our beer consumption has reduced dramatically. Fortunately, that is over, though, and we will be bringing you another series of poorly researched, highly opinionated podcasts. In this one, we'll be talking Eccleston, new cars... That's all to come. (laughs) Man who cannot drive, but he has nailed laminate flooring. It's Terry Saunders.
2: When I say nailed laminate flooring, of course you don't nail <laughs> That's the <whole> point. laminate <laughs> flooring. Oh dear, I've done a lot of DIY in the off season. Laminate floor. I've done three rooms of laminate flooring, one with the help of my father-in-law, who did a terrible job. Another, the hallway which we did it together and I was just telling him what to do and then the other room which I just did on my own because I was like fuck this he's holding me back and it turns out, bloody hard I have got gap right in the edge that Ed said it would try and
0: fit into
1: Did it fill a gap in your life?
0: Ow Isn't the point of laminate flooring that it's, it's easier to use than actual wooden flooring? I don't think it is
2: because it involves a lot of cutting and I was trying to saw a piece of wood lengthways, and it took me so long that I actually went to B&Q, bought a jigsaw, <laughs> came back and cut it in less time than it would have taken me to hand saw it.
0: How many pieces did the jigsaw have?
1: I th- Yeah, I thought you meant a puzzle.
0: Shouldn't you have been better? Wouldn't you have been better off getting on with the flooring?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with him is a man who is no longer a freelance motoring journalist. After Scum. the
0: incident. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. It's it's
1: Romans. <laughs> the man that doesn't have <laughs> headphones on so he's got no idea hello what he's saying hello everyone
0: i don't know what terry just said i'm assuming it was complimentary no that's right i've uh, i've packed in the the working for myself game it's a mugs game i tell you also i was offered a job working for auto trader which is the uk's biggest uh, biggest automotive website
1: in the marketing team imagine
2: i've never been on autotrader.com
0: so autotrader.co.uk, largest UK motoring website. Uh, it's basically it's a website to help people find and buy uh, a new or used car. And uh, my job as senior road tester is to drive pretty much all the new cars that come out and tell people if they're any good or not.
1: And have I'm you driven driven any exciting ones yet? Well,
0: I'm sure you're all aware if you've ever got a new job. The new people tend to get the shitty new jobs. They have to make the coffee or generally they don't get the pick of the stuff. So my first week, I had to go to South Africa and drive a new Porsche 911.
2: So we had a different colour flooring in the hallway <laughs> than we did in the bedroom.
1: Ask me what I've been doing.
2: Chica, what have you been doing since we last saw you last? It's
1: weird, Terry. I didn't expect you to ask me that. Um, well... Uh, my time has mainly been taken up by um, BBC Radio 2's Young Brass Award.
0: Young Brass Award? Brass. Right.
1: Do, do, do. Like that. It's an award that happens every year to find a uh, young oh, brass player and to frankly secure the future of brass.
0: Oh, so it's a bit like sort of Young Musician of the Year. Yeah, but, just brass. but just brass. But just, just brass. brass. But just for brass. Players. No, that was
1: woodwind cunts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not that, Pause for sputtering beer. <laughs> Continue. Does want to do the last post? That's what I do.
1: What's that? Da-da-da! Yeah. Da 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 da, da 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 If only you were under 21, Terry, there would be a chance for you.
0: I like to think that's what they played when they frog-marched Bernie Eccleston out of the building when Chase Carey took over.
1: So this week, we're going to be talking about the cars that were released this week, the brand new models, and it's going to be probably in the right order. And so let's start with...
0: Well, the first one we saw was the, uh, well, it was sort of the Williams, wasn't it? It was a render. It it wasn't that bad. Oh, not horrendous. It was a render. It was a render.
1: It was a a computer model of a car, which is not a real car.
0: This was the first car that we saw for the 2017s. I don't know about anybody else. I've been quite looking forward to seeing the new cars. It's sort of it's the first time where you feel, oh, it's coming back, everyone's on the way back. Mm. And because of all the debacle about the new rules, I'll be honest, I was expecting something quite radical, something pretty awesome. And then the Williams picture came out
1: looks and it looks like exactly
0: it. the fucking same as last year's.
2: Unless you do that thing where you compare the two cars like side by side, it's the kind of same because they keep saying, these cars are so much wider. Do you, know, do you know, okay, pop quiz, do you know how much wider they are from last year? Uh, not very much. 10 mil. 20
0: centimeters. Okay, that's a bit more, but that's, still not very much. That's nothing. That's Less hot. than a big ruler.
1: Less than a, a big ruler. A thigh, ruler. I think. A thigh. <laughs> One
0: thigh. I think my thigh's even bigger than that. I mean, it's just a bit, it's not that. No. no. There's not much going on there. Should, should we explain why we've got new rules this year? because this was... No one knows. This, <laughs> but it, it was all part of an effort to shake up the sport and made it more exciting. So they made the cars wider like they used to be and they got fatter tyres like they used to be and lower rear wings like they used to be. But and then
1: people pointed out that if they're wider and fatter then we're not going to be able to overtake.
0: Well, there is that because apparently everyone's like... Uh, all, all the engineers and all the people in F1 have gone, oh, they're going to be like four or five seconds faster a lap which, frankly, nobody's going to be able to tell on telly. And plus they're using downforce just as much, if not more, than they were before. So overtaking could be, oh, this year's going to suck.
1: This is our optimistic start to 2017.
0: Because
2: Williams have got that swooping like martini livery, it just looks the bloody same. You it can't does look tell. The same. Does. Some of the other cars, McLaren, look very different. But
0: that car we'll talk about that a bit. looks just the same bloody thing. This isn't the real car. It might, it, the real car, uh, uh, well, by the time you hear this, it'll probably have been revealed, but it hadn't at the time of recording. So maybe, maybe it'll look more spectacular. I like the rear. The rear wing doesn't look stupid anymore. That's uh, good.
1: Let's talk about the second car that was revealed, which was the Sauber C36. Now, I'm just going to say it now. This has been my favorite so far.
2: Oh, really? really? Oh. Yeah.
1: I just like it. I think it looks smart. I think it looks chic. I like the color scheme.
2: The color scheme is the same as Tenant Super. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's why I like it.
2: The... Uh, Drink mainly used by Scottish tramps to keep themselves warm at night. Uh, Super <laughs> strength lager, which has a blue and gold livery, and uh, I think you'll find identical to the new Sarah.
0: It does. It also has a very large white space on the side that looks like they've forgotten to write your name here in or something like that.
2: Yeah, there's there's not many. The fact they can put in big letters on the side, 25th year anniversary, makes me think they've not got many sponsors. Unless 25th year anniversary is a blue chip company, I'm not aware of.
0: Having said that, it is nice to see a new, a new livery. Mm. It's always nice to mix it up a bit. I Williams. don't know, Sauber. I mean, it is a Sauber. They've got lots. I think it's going to make the back of the grid look much nicer.
1: I, I absolutely agree. I think it's lovely, and I think it'll be nice to watch it coming. I last. don't like
2: all these metallic colours. I want to go back to flat colours. They're better.
1: That's not it metallic. It's blue.
2: It's gold on it.
1: My uh, my printout black and white, so I can't really see this. <laughs> the third car that came out was the Force India VJM10, and um, we've all written what we think here. You're Ten, um, if you like. The Force India VJM10. Um, so Ocon called it a man's car.
2: This is a man's a-
1: car. Hey, Terry called What did you call it, Terry? But it so will be nothing.
2: <laughs> Nothing without a weird nose. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: give up. Right. We need to do an album. Um, I,
0: think
1: <laughs> I think this looks the same as last year.
0: Its nose is disgusting. It's got it's, a broken nose. It looks like its a, nose looks like my nose.
2: Its nose looks like a fingernail that's oh, yeah. lifting. Can we talk about this shark fin please? A shark fin is too good a name for it. A shark fin is a kind of elegant terrifying thing that flows through the water this is like they've gone oh we you're on an airfix model yeah
1: yeah I see
2: you know you to play with airfix you've got to take the uh, the part out of the frame the sprue it's like like they've left a bit that they haven't taken
0: (laughs) out. it's like the flash from where they yeah where they press it and it's not quite cut that's the bit you've got to sand down
1: (laughs) has that got anything in it do anything I mean, I mean, it's it's
0: an aerodynamic thing. I, I, it's best known to me, at least, from uh, LMP1 cars in the World Endurance Championship. They all have that. Uh, I think it's, I think it's to meant do... to aid stability or something. Yeah, it gets
2: air to the rear wing or something, but
0: it looks shit. But especially on Force Indias, I mean, they've they've got no, It's just a. Lit, it looks like a piece of cardboard. There's nothing on it. It's grey or white. Yeah, it looks like
2: a bad green screen job. I do like who
0: they get to keep doing these liveries because every now and again in the off-season you get these sort of concept liveries from fans that come out and they look blooming amazing. And then the actual car comes out and they're never as good looking as the fan-made ones. I think they should just open them up like a sort of I got a feeling, style competition. i got a
2: you know like Herman Tilker designs all the tracks. I reckon there's one guy that Buddy have hired years ago that was just like, oh no, no, I do all the liveries. So we're, we're going to have colour A, bit of a swoop, colour B, maybe a line in between them if you're lucky, but uh, that's what you're getting. Let's have some right angles on there. The car's swoopy.
0: Let's put a bloody 90 degree angle on it, you fuckers. They should crowdsource it, I think. Like, like Lewis Hamilton did with his helmet, before he then chose a design that was pretty much the same as his existing helmet. Exactly, because,
2: as an aside, Lewis Hamilton had this competition for fans to design his helmet. How many cockpicks
0: did he get? Come on. I <laughs> said <laughs> quite a fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they weren't and even they- just on the helmet designs. It was just pictures. One of them was very detailed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, possibly the fourth car that came out was the Renault. It is the same as last year. More black.
2: Well, they've all got black on. Which, this has which got more, be, more
1: black than
0: last year.
2: But this may be to do with it being launch season, because what they've all done is apparently the uh, the most important signature part of the car is the back half, because that's where all the new rules go fucking crazy. So they've all painted the back half black so that you can't see what they're doing Oh, so you think
0: this might not be a permanent thing so
2: maybe there'll be less black when it comes out but the problem is all you've got to do is adjust the levels in Photoshop and you can see the bits it's fine so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a 19th century trick (laughs) to go oh these bits of metal are black you can't see them
0: that's, that's the exciting
1: Renault, though the Renault Probably. does to my
0: uneducated eye look very similar to the previous one just yep. with the new wing and the bigger tyres and except, it looks like the same front end almost and
2: except the last year's one was the Lotus because Renault were bought out very late in the day and it was designed around the Mercedes engine in the very last minute they were like Oh, we've got to put a Renault engine in here, which apparently is different somehow. It's got different pipes. It's less good, yes. It's less good and more space to rattle around. So this car's been designed around the correct engine.
0: Well, Renault have been a little bit bolshy in their claims. They're like, yeah, we reckon we've got that. Didn't they say they were targeting fifth? Was that them? That's
2: not very bolshy though, is it? What do you
0: think about <laughs> it? It's like, more bolshie than they were before.
2: But the top three are pretty much set. It's probably going to be Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes. Then fourth last year was Force India. you got Williams in the mix. And fourth and fifth over the last few years has been very close. So targeting fifth
0: means... Saying so we hope our drivers are going to be ninth and tenth.
2: Yeah, you're basically saying what's, what we're hoping for is to be a bit shitter than the guy who's fourth.
1: <laughs> what about the race suits?
2: They are awful.
1: Describe them, please.
2: Right. Yellow top half. Then... Black bottom half. Oh,
1: but, so that's the opposite to last year.
2: But the line is quite high up on the torso, so it looks like kind of. uh, uh I know what it is. Emphasizing like, like high-waisted trousers.
0: It's like it was, yeah, the thing that teenage girls seem to be wearing these days. They seem to be back in really high, high like mum jeans that I see all the kids wearing. <laughs>
2: I don't know what you're saying.
1: <laughs> the Mercedes.
2: Well, the Mercedes did weird because they didn't launch it. In some kind of fancy studio, they just oh, went no. out into Silverstone and just oh, because said,
1: "They're confident."
2: Yeah, they just like, "Oh, we've we've al- we've already started, guys. Have you not? Have you not got on a track yet? Oh, we've done a few laps. Boom, twenty-five points. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we way ahead."
1: And uh, what do you think of the car? Talking I like of, that picture with uh, well, Bottas pre- on the back and Hamilton on the front, just the sat only, there, just, just like they'll be on the grid. Right, can we actually talk about launches through history? Because okay. there
2: there are problems with launches. One. I don't know why they make the drivers wear the race suits. I know it's for sponsorship, but Jesus, it looks awkward having them just sta- having the third driver just standing around there going, oh, I'm just dressed up just in case.
0: <laughs> Secondly,
2: why do they make them always sit on the fucking tires, right? Give them a bloody chair. You're a multi-million pound Formula One team. Give them a fucking stool.
0: What would you rather they wore? Just casual. Well, like just jeans, like Sebastian in his jean shorts. Well,
2: just a, just a, a suit. What's wrong with a suit?
1: A suit? If That's they're sponsored casual. by
2: like Hugo Boss, get them to wear a fucking suit. So, if
1: they're I mean sitting that- on a car, then they're not going to be wearing a suit, are they? They yeah, would look uh, like they can jump in that like car Dickies and drive overalls.
2: it. No, look, they're not. Look, no, no. They're sitting Work on a car. Wear. You say that as though they have to sit on a car. They could just sit near the car at a nice table with a tablecloth, maybe.
0: If you're working on a car, I mean, when I'm working on a car, I tend to wear like old clothes. That they're I don't not mind working on the car! To, yeah, but they're sitting near it. Like
2: Bossass is going, give me a spanner. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what a fucking spanner is! <laughs> fucking his teammate. Hey!
0: <laughs> ah. When they did the launch at, Silver- at Silverstone, wasn't it? Yeah. They did debut a weird-looking rear wing. Did you see this? The, yes. The, the T-wing that they're calling it? Because they don't have, at least here in this picture, they don't have the sort of straight-back shark fin coming off the uh, induction box. They, but the T-wing they goes up, up, up that weird, level. So it looks like yeah. a hanger. Yep. Got what, the what difference
1: would that make? Well, I don't know. It's,
0: I mean, it's another random aerodynamic idea that somebody's come up with to try and get around the existing rules. Do you know what? Which there have been countless examples of back through the years.
2: Do you know what's worrying me these cars are looking suspiciously like do you remember 2008 when the cars were covered with oh, little flicks and winglets and stuff like that i think this year is going to be like that i think by the end of it you're going to be like Where- where's the bloody driver
0: the trouble is the rules expressly forbid so many of them that they're having to come up with all sorts of weird ass ideas do you remember oh it must be about 15 years ago i think it was the arrows one monaco Came oh, out with extra this. In practice. They had this one that was on the nose. The moustache. It looked like a triangle that came off the top of the nose. It was like a big handlebar moustache. It looked more like a sort of one of the goals from Quidditch or something, but triangular. It was really weird. And then, then the FIA took one look at it after one practice session and went, "No, you're not using that." And Is I, I worry they're going to do the same on uh, on no. this
1: Ferrari. So a car that looks exactly like last year's car has come out, and uh, it's the SF 70H.
2: Great name, guys. <laughs> Apparently, it's uh, Scudera Ferrari, 70 years since the first one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh, I don't know what's going on. Did you see the launch video? No. The launch video was it was done, I watched it live on Facebook, and on their Facebook page, there was a big countdown saying, you know, you know, two minutes to go, one minute to go, 10, ten 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Here's a link to go to our website. <laughs> so you click on the go to the website, there's another little countdown, and then there's literally like one camera no commentary or anything really it's just like here's the garage garage door goes up there's the car there's the three drivers there's a river bene and some other bloke standing next to it they're just standing there like statues apart from uh, kimmy who's clearly been told to look cool but he's just got kind of moving his arms about looking a bit confused <laughs> and then it finishes and that was the entire launch oh, wow. was just a 30 second video uh, I also wanted to talk about the name. Ferrari has a history of really shitty names. They've just launched a new road car. You'll like this. Well. It's called the 812 Super Fast.
2: Ah. Oh, that's better than the 812 uh medium fast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, or the
0: really good thing. It's a year or a
2: few years ago where they called it the F-150 to mark 150 years Which of Italian s- something.
0: And it was the same name as a Ford pickup truck. Yeah, and Ford <laughs>
2: sued them and said you can't call it that. So that's it...
0: Okay, somebody buys a Ferrari Formula One car instead of one of our pickup trucks.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it also had a T-Wing, the, the yes. one you were talking about. But yes. I think they'd seen Mercedes launch the day before and gone, what the fuck is that? <laughs> we better have one. But we don't understand what it does. No, build one now. Have a cardboard. coat hanger, spray yeah. it
0: red, stick it on the top.
2: Well, it does. So I reckon that's why the, the launch was so static. That if anyone had moved, the cardboard car would have fallen over.
1: Let's finish off with my favourite one uh, of all, other than the Sauber, which is the McLaren MCL32, which is the most brilliant car ever.
0: It's called the MCL32, which breaks tradition. Because they're called the the MP4
2: slash something, because M stands for McLaren and P4 stands for Project 4, which was Ron Dennis's old team before he did something with McLaren
0: well he took yeah. over McLaren which he, yeah. is a
2: terrible name
0: to be this fair. is
1: more loyal to McLaren there's no you know blasting. it's not very loyal one. to Ron Ron has legacy,
0: been ousted he has been given the proper boot Ron has gone Him and you reckon him and Bernie are just sort of kicking around the park kicking stones around and I reckon
2: they were knocking on the door saying let us in let us in
0: They have really got... They're just erasing all... I reckon... I wonder if they're going to be really shambolic in terms of their organisation and presentation just despite Ron Dennis, who was famously... Well, that's what they did today.
2: There was a great moment. So they had Zach Brown, who's like the new head of whatever, and (laughs) they did this launch in what looked like a UN meeting. It was this kind of round room with people sat like like 10 feet apart, like everyone had really bad body odour. And it was like... It looked like there was 90% of the seats empty there and they were like, everyone just spread out make it look full right <laughs> and they said uh, and then yeah, the guy from Sky Sports introduced it Zach Brown comes on he starts doing all this stuff saying oh the new McLaren's amazing we've gone back to orange wrong fucking orange <laughs> I think Ron Dennis <laughs> took his Pantone swatch book and just went you're not it having even look you're like not orange. having the hex code if you, get, if you get rid of me I'm not giving <laughs> you the number uh, they went oh we'll guess it and then <laughs> There was a bit where Zac Brown, and this is very unfortunate, and I, I, I do feel for them, but he was talking about, uh, I'm, you know, I am run McLaren now, I'm a McLaren fan, and if anyone here is not a McLaren fan, please leave the room. Cut to a tight shot of him talking, and behind him, someone got out of his seat <laughs> and walked off. It's <laughs> just, oh shit. <laughs>
0: So that was bad. It didn't even look orange in the launch video. It looked red. And it frankly looked like, I mean, a long list of cars. Shall we go through the cars it looks like?
2: Okay. Could you start with the uh, the good cars that it looked like? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it looks like a long list of cars that were at the back of the fucking grid. <laughs> Spiker. Yeah. Whatever. The Arrow is sponsored by Orange. Yeah.
0: Um, Marussia. The slash Marussia Manor.
2: slash Manor. Sponsored by
0: Virgin. It's not very inspiring. I mean, I'm, I'm glad the orange is back, but as you say, orange. it's the wrong fucking orange. It's not papaya orange, which the old cars wear.
1: Have we seen their outfits yet?
0: Yeah, they're pretty shit as well. It's like are, are they've they got the old no, white outfits, white with a and s- they've just drawn totally some totally orange stripes orange. down the side of it. Yeah.
1: I think that sounds
2: cool. Rubbish. And I don't know if you can see... if you, if, 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 if When you're home, people, looking at this, it looks to me like all of the details around the wing looks like it's been painted over. It's like, you know when you've got like a some metal grill or something and you're like you're, you're decorating and you go oh, I can't be asked to take that off I'll just paint over it and all the holes get a bit smaller and a bit gloopier in the edges because the paint dries that's what that look at that That looks all gloop oh, yeah. they've got that they've got the, the winglets on the front wing and they've gone oh, I'll just paint over it it'll be fine
0: it is a rather weird looking nose isn't it it's really thin but with bits wadged on the side of it and then an enormous front winglets anyway Nobody can see it while they're talking. So. But well, it'll be shit anyway, won't it? It's be. <laughs> but they have got Stoffelroffle. They've got Stoffel uh,
2: it, On the launch, the guy asked Fernando Alonso a very poor question. Like, I'm not a journalist, and I feel maybe you can uh, help us out with a little kind of role play here. But um, surely you shouldn't ask closed questions when you're on a live launch. So you shouldn't say something that has a yes or no answer. Because so uh, we'll role play. I'll be the guy. You be Fernando Alonso, right? Okay. So, uh, is this not the sexiest car you've ever seen?
0: Yes. but Fernando was just
2: like, oh, it'll look good if it's quick. It's like, oh, God, don't say that on the fucking launch, mate.
0: (laughs) Podium by Barcelona. Yep.
1: Okay, so there's some that haven't been released, but they may be released by the time you listen. So instead of giving you cold hard facts, we are gonna speculate. Okay, hey, it's
2: gonna have a picture of oh. Donald Trump on the side. Next, Toro Rosso. It's gonna be uh, Red Bull sugar-free colours. Red Bull. Gonna look the same, no shark fin, and it's gonna be good, but with a shit engine. Manor. Oh. <laughs>
1: So other than cars a lot has happened since we've been off air in the last two months so here is some of it. We're going to start off with the biggest news over Christmas and New Year which has been the change of F1 ownership. Liberty Media's acquisition of F1 was approved and they celebrated by giving Bernie Eccleston a golden handshake and a kick out of the door with a piss take job title. His role has been split in two, with Ross Braun triumphantly returning as managing director, Motorsports, and Sean Bratches as managing director, Commercial Operations.
2: It's big. It's as big as a cuddly Ross Braun coming back into my life.
1: Is this going to make a big, dramatic change that we will see? Maybe not immediately. Not
0: immediately, because kind of stuff's already laid down for this year. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be as sort of reactionary as Bernie was in terms of like oh, things a rubbish let's change the qualifying format I think
2: they're going to have a five year plan like We're Stalin s- <laughs> like Stalin there's one thing about being a long term F1 fan is every time something happens you go this could be the thing that makes me realise that actually it is currently a bit of shit, but I'm too scared to admit it's currently shit, so I'll just pretend it's okay. But actually, if this happens the way it's going to happen, then actually that'll be better, which means that this currently is shit. But I can't admit that because I've invested far too many hours watching it, so it can't be shit. Otherwise, what's the point of my life?
0: <laughs> uh, would you, I mean, how would you say you feel about this new appointment? But, I mean, I don't think any of us know who Sean Bratches is, so let's skip over him and focus on Ross Braun.
2: Well, he, was the, he held the British Grand Prix for um, a period in the 90s. It okay. was Silverstone
0: and then him. Yeah, I'm not sold. Uh, let's talk about Ross Braun, who <laughs> I think we can all great agree job, is a bit job. of a legend of F1. Are you, Ross uh, Brawn? With him running things, are you unbelievably jubilant?
1: Yes. Otherwise, we're going to spend the next few months of our lives, spend our entire weekends watching the TV. All right, but let's, no let's just reason. imagine for
0: a second that F1 is everything it should be. It's exciting. It's dynamic. Every race is brilliant. It goes every weekend goes superbly is that is that F1 you're right I mean that's a good
2: question (laughs) to be fair it's not
0: the F1 I know and love
2: I mean I'm fully hoping that we'll still be doing this podcast in five years and we'll be going it's just I liked it when it was a bit
0: shit. It was another great race. There's not much to talk about. Which is actually kind of what
2: people <laughs> in their 30s do, is you kind of go, I know that everything's better now, but I kind of miss it when it was a bit shit, because I was only 18 then, and when I was 18, life was more exciting and I hadn't when, given up. When, when all the drivers are nice and,
0: and sorry, you sorry, know... Sorry, sorry, it's a dri- You've what? given up?
2: Oh, totally. Oh, okay. No offence.
0: <laughs> this all is tr- on
2: my slide down into death, you know.
0: when when all the drivers are really nice and don't do anything stupid and everybody in management is really competent I mean are we really going to enjoy it because I feel like half the fun of F1 is the soap opera the politics the bitching the catastrophic decisions they're sitting there going what the fuck have they done now
2: but the main thing about F1 is that every team is in it for themselves that's not going to change they're still going to be moaning about everything they'll still be the bitching it's just the targets will be more refined because the problem with Bernie. Or the good thing with Bernie is that the target's always pretty obvious. He has made it shit. He made it great for a long time, then like me, he started going off the mountain and sloping down to death closer to mine, hopefully. And he <laughs> has just been shit. The last few years have just been awful, you know. The
1: I reckon what he did. He made all those radical changes and he revolutionized F one and then I think he kept thinking, like, "Oh, I can do this again. Like, we can do a next stage," but it just didn't happen. So he kept going for different things, didn't work. Chucked him out. He's, he
0: still does have this honorary title, doesn't he? He's like, not he's completely like Professor gone. Emeritus
2: of Formula One or something. Yeah. And I got a feeling he's got some like loophole in his contract. And he's going to suddenly turn up in Monaco and go, oh, by the way, guys, I still own this. Uh, Ka-ching, here's here's some papers. I don't think you'll wait until
0: Monaco. It'll literally be sort of, literally five minutes before the start of uh, uh, Alba Park. He's going to be the guy that comes to the back of the grid with a flag and he's just going to go, stop. It won't (laughs) be a
2: flag, it'll be a contract. And he's like, have you read Clause 4?
0: I am cautiously optimistic. I think with Ross, all seriousness, Ross Braun at the helm has always seemed like a relatively sensible guy who knows the sport inside out and will do stuff that's good for the fans and good for racing he did this
2: big interview where he gave all these facts out and he seems to have like a five year plan he wants to shake up the TV coverage he wants to have more videos and camera angles he wants the teams to be out of the rule making process and have long term rule ideas and changes everything sounds sensible I can't believe it's going to happen I've been hurt before
1: Right, let's talk about slightly sadder news that man Is it sad? Manor have gone. It's
0: very sad. Very sad indeed.
1: Yeah. They, they just slipped away in the night going how they would have wanted, which is uh, with unpaid wages and a tiny car.
2: Just before they all went bust, the team were like, oh, fuck this secrecy. And they did a picture of them, all the staff. Uh, with their tiny car they've been using for the new season. and The wind tunnel model. Yeah, and I didn't realise how bad it was there because that car was small. <laughs> you know, if they can't afford to build like a full-size one, how's a driver going to fit in that one?
1: Do you reckon they would have found jobs easily, the ones that have been... And workers' rights here. Yes and
2: no. I mean, the motorsport's quite a small world. I'm sure they all... But having
0: said that, there is a much wider motorsport world outside of F1. What? I think we had an episode about 18 months F2? ago that covered some of it. Exactly. And, and the weird thing is, uh, this is this is all Felipe Nasr's fault. Yeah. Everything about this, about the complete demise of Mana, can be tracked down to Felipe Nasr. Was it Brazil where Sauber yeah, scored points? Brazil. Felipe Nasr, in his Sauber, in his home country, what he presumably thought was a great day when he scored points for Sauber, the first points of the season, and jumped Sauber ahead of Manor. But now it means that, from what I understand, there were takeover talks uh, sort of going on to take over Manor. But when suddenly they weren't in line to get all the prize money for finishing 10th, those talks collapsed. They weren't taken over. Manor go bust. Nazareth has lost his seat at Sauber and apparently was being tipped for a seat at Manor. Oh, so oh. he's shot himself in the foot. So he's done himself and Manor out of F1 completely.
2: To go back to the Bernie thing, this is the last of his new teams. You know, was it, it's probably going off like 10 years ago. You had HRT, whatever they were called it's originally. Ten,
0: six years ago, I think, 2010. Oh, there
2: you go. That's what I meant. You had HRT, uh, Manor or whatever they were called, Caterham, who were Lotus it was Renault. was Virgin t- Racing now, wasn't it? Uh, they were, don't forget Caterham were Lotus Renault oh, at the that's time. Right, there yeah. were two Lotus Renaults. Brilliant. And those three teams have all? None of them got off the back of the grid. They've all gone bust over well, the years. Were, they were
0: all shafted from the start, weren't they? Because yeah. they were lured in with the promise of this budget cap of, what was it, $40 million a year or yeah. something? Which, you know, they, they set up and started, and immediately that was taken away. <laughs> Obviously. That was never going to... And so they were always condemned to be at the back. And, and Manor have slowly gone better. Like, and they've gone through what three different names: yeah. Virgin, Marussia, and then Manor. This
2: year, it was tipped, they had a Mercedes engine again. It was it was tipped that they were actually going to be a midfield car, and well, the oh, money's gone. You don't
1: think they could come back? I think so. I, I
0: mean, all the staff have been laid off, apart from a few. So if they do come back, it'll be with a, a load of new, completely new team. Because I'd imagine at least okay. a good chunk of them will. I'm have found. available. It's been such a hard slog for them with three ownerships and two. To be in all seriousness, two. Really sad tragedies. So they've had two drivers die. Um I mean, in Maria se- and Jul Bianchi. It's
2: not a selling point when you're trying to sell the team no, though. No, it? It's
0: unbelievably sad and, and everybody I, I sort of know that has, has worked with them or had anything to do with them it says they're incredibly hard working and a lovely bunch of guys. And I do feel sad for several hundred people that lost their jobs. Although clearly the people in this pub don't feel bad
2: Good about it. Good tone of cheer, people. Good tone of cheer. Someone died.
1: Next up in our badly organised news, it is Valtteri Bottas. So it's been the most exciting off season driver market ever. Has ended up being slightly disappointing, as everyone was hoping for Alonso. But Bottas is in the Mercedes now, and Rosberg is just a hazy memory. How Who? do you feel about that? Good.
0: Don't remember. One of the Irish drivers, Nick O'Rosberg. He was on, uh, I've
1: seen him on Question of Sport once.
0: Let's never talk about it. Oh, to him Nick O'Rosberg, that guy's been
2: carrying his trophy everywhere. Should we try and instigate
0: like, a new rule starting from now that we never mention Nick O'Rosberg again? Gladly.
1: Okay. All right. Should we shake on it? So, Valtteri Bottas
2: <laughs> I think we're expecting a few really hot headed races, then he's going to get put in his place and Lewis Hamilton will win the championship easily.
1: It would be really cool if he just. Showed himself as this amazing, amazing driver that's been in the backseat for ages, suddenly given the opportunity. But he is good. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying he's not good. We've seen some good
0: stuff from him before. Although, in fairness, not in the last couple of years, he's not been quite as spectacular before. Kind of given up a bit, hasn't he? I think he's going to keep Lewis honest, but I I don't think he's as good as Lewis. What I really hope is that the Mercedes is an absolute dog, and they're both fighting in the midfield, and then we really see what they're made of. I'm pretty confident that Hamilton's faster, but. How, how good is he in a street fight in the middle of the pack where it's all a bit argy-bargy?
1: He's quite good at that.
0: He is good at that. All right, maybe he is. <laughs> I mean, does it, do any of us give any chance? Of, oh, oh shit. fuck. Swear box. Well, that's the end of uh, that. As a do any of us give uh, give Bottas any chance of just be, of being anything other than a number two driver? He'll win he a couple gonna be of races. New, is he going to be the new Mark Webber?
2: He'll no. win. I think he'll win some races. He'll keep Lewis honest, but I think Lewis will have the edge. I think it'll be closer than we're giving credit for but I think ultimately Lewis will win do
0: you so. think he's the right choice of, no. of the possible contention who Alonso? Else? Alonso? Who else were who? Alonso 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 is
2: old that Mercedes spoke to him oh, yeah. Really? I yeah, that. yeah he said because uh, so, he said oh I'm with McLaren and they said well did Mercedes he went, well Mercedes called everyone I think I did have a conversation with them but I said that I'm contracted to McLaren for another year so I can't do it and it, even the way he was saying it you kind of go I'm really between the lines here. You checked your contract very carefully <laughs> and then said, no, it looks like I'm committed to McLaren. I'm afraid I lost year. him when
0: you said that, that, that um, Mercedes called everyone because I'm pretty sure they didn't call everyone. Do you think Julian Palmer was suddenly interrupted in the middle of Sunday dinner as Toto Wolff going,
1: <laughs> but He was like, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm one retirement. I'm all right.
0: I'm all right at Renault for now.
2: This is worth a pound, but it'd be great if they rang. Ragged- We just went, look, we are (laughs) fucked.
1: Is that what we've got to say on Bottas? Yeah, it'll be fine. Let's talk about Verline. Oh, dear.
0: Sexy Pascal. All is not well with Sexy Pascal. No.
1: So Verline is off. Salva's feisty young diva is crocked and won't be driving the first test in Barcelona. Instead, we have a new guy. How Just the go with fuck it. do go I, with I it. pronounce Go with it. It's a
0: complicated name. Just go with it.
1: Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh, that's pretty good. It's yeah, standing in great. for the sexy pastel. Giovinazzi. the Nazi? <laughs> you, you read it. You read no. it. No. It's spelled N-A-Z-Z-I. That is what it's called, Giovannazzi.
2: It actually is. I thought it was Giovanni, but you're right, it's Giovannazzi. Giovannazzi. He's hoping to get that seat for a thousand years.
1: Antonio Giovannazzi is standing in for sexy Pascal, who battered himself, crashing like a doofus at the race of champions in Miami. Giovannazzi was second in GP2 last year and is Ferrari's third driver this year.
2: What do you know about him? I've got, a, I've got an idea of his views.
1: <laughs> Are we going to miss Verline? He's, only, he's not...
2: only going to be out for one test. He's going to come okay. back, I think. All
1: right. Palmer, my oh, old so pal cool. from uni, is going to be better. Hulk isn't demanding to concentrate on not looking shit next to a man called Jocelyn. In fact, the question is, has Renault got the most female-named driver pairing in history? Well,
2: there was Nikki Lauda. Michelle Alboreto yes brilliant Brian E Andrea De Cesarus Andrea 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 and Michelle that's very good they were the 80s Thelma Louise
1: Terry Saunders please bring us the best part of the podcast and that is your state of F1 oh
2: So, here we go everyone, 2017. As any hardened F1 fan will tell you, winter testing has the air of excitement, the weird sensation of seeing a driver in the wrong colours, the fact you don't really miss the retired ones, and the idea that maybe, just maybe, everything will be different. Except this year, it just might be. With old Ross Brawn installed as overseeing the sporting aspect of Formula One, and Bernie and his eye-watering money men back as gone, there's a real sense of a differing F1 emerging. And that troubles me. Because over the last few years, I've quietly defended the new engines and poo-pooed the naysayers moaning about the noise because, as has often been stated, Formula 1 has to be road-relevant to entice the major manufacturers to compete. I've steadfastly avoided thinking about that warm fuzzy feeling when I listen to old Formula 1 engines because forward-looking, future, whatever. Then two things happen. Ross Braun pointed out that car manufacturers are headed towards driverless vehicles. Spoiler, Phil, you'll be out of a job in 50 years because the machines will take over. There'll be no cars to test. And a driverless Robo race series did a race with two cars last week. One of them hit a wall and the other avoided a dog.
0: <laughs> now, if there's, nice if there's one
2: thing we know about dogs and racing cars is the dog has to get obliterated. <laughs> otherwise, this artificial intelligence is not working properly. So I'm an animal lover, but I'm sorry, that dog should have died. Road relevance isn't even important, is it? Formula One has never been about it, but we've taken the view in the last couple of years because we're so desperate to suckle on the corporate nibble of Mercedes and the like. But what else carries over from Formula One to road cars? The seat belts haven't changed in 60 years. Steering wheels on a family road car might have a Siri button and a volume control, but it's hardly got the complexity of a Formula One wheel. They can't just go back to old engines, but has it been in the wrong direction for years? How do we turn this ship around? Well, don't worry, I have a solution. And that solution is we just quietly let Formula One die. We let it go and we bring in a new race series called Formula Vintage. And we get all the old
0: cars back out and no one will notice and everything's fine. There is one problem. What? In that it already exists. <laughs> what? And it's uh, uh, historic racing is quite a big thing. There's the Euroboss series, which basically takes old single-seaters, F1 cars, races them around the classic tracks in Europe. It's just that it's usually done by rich old men that can't drive very well and nobody goes to see it.
2: Okay, I'm up for that. I, I think I've got a problem. That I think I've been believing that the new engines are better, and yet, actually, I think the old engines were better. How do we get the old engines back without embarrassment
0: well I wonder if this is going to be something that Ross Braun might have a bit of an impact on because I'm sure I recall him saying in one of his interviews that he's not sure how much longer road relevance is going to last because road stuff is, is going inevitably towards electrification there's still going to be combustion engines and stuff but we're now down to really small engines like three cylinder one litre turbo engines even smaller than that and that's not I mean, how, much, how, how long can you make that sexy in a motorsport sense I'm thinking not very long So, unless unless it turns into Formula E, they're going to have to abandon road relevance, at least in terms of engines, and go to something fuel-spitting or something. I don't know what the answer is, but I think Ross has probably got his thinking cap on.
2: I bloody hope so.
1: So, that is it for this episode. It is goodbye to Terry Saunders.
2: We haven't had time to talk about um, some of the other things that's affecting the cars (laughs) this year
0: and somebody forgot what the format of the show was because we haven't done it for so long you
2: know we haven't had time to talk about my admin skills
0: <laughs>
1: and it's goodbye to Phil Tromans
0: uh, we haven't had time to talk about the season review episode that we trailed a lot in the last episode and never got around to doing but we will do a we season preview episode it. and there'll be a best of episode and a whole season of episodes
1: thank you for listening we'll be back soon bye bye enjoy bye.
0: testing bye
1: Podcast Network.